Story Q Podcast, Episode 18. Greetings, my barbecue friend, and welcome to the Story Q Podcast. This is the podcast that connects you to people just like you who breathe, sleep, and most importantly, eat barbecue. I'm your podcast host, Frank Erickson, and I hope you're doing well and have fully recovered from the holidays. Do you still have your Christmas tree up? Come on, I know some of you still do. Back in my old neighborhood in Boulder, we had this one neighbor who kept his decorations and lights up until early February. And you know what? I say to each his own. Kind of like barbecue. You want to smother your ribs in sauce? Be my guest. You like your barbecue dry? Good for you. Prefer baby backs to spares? Hey, have it your way. And that's what's so great about barbecue. We all have our preferences, and that's okay, because beneath it all is a genuine love of a cuisine and culture that's rare in this spinning blue planet of ours. Now, we may not agree politically all the time or root for the same team to win the Super Bowl, but in barbecue, we are united. And that's what Story Q is all about, celebrating the food, the fun, the families, and everybody who embraces and enjoys cooking and sharing the one true American cuisine, barbecue. This week, the Story Q podcast is coming to you from beautiful Avila Beach, California, where this roving podcaster and barbecue lover is currently recording this edition of the Story Q podcast. And I am happy to report I haven't seen one snowflake since I left Colorado. Okay, let's get serious. This week, our special guest is the CEO of the National Barbecue Association, Stuart Meyer. Stuart took time out of his busy schedule to spend a little time with us and talk barbecue and to fill us in on what's coming up at the National Barbecue Association's National Conference in Jacksonville, Florida this March. So, without further ado, here's the National Barbecue Association's Stuart Meyer on the Story Q podcast. Stuart, how are you? Doing well, Frank. Thanks so much for uh, letting me join you on this episode for Story Q. Uh, it is our honor. I can tell you that we've uh, we've tried to, yeah. You know, we always look for great people in barbecue and people who just uh, have a passion for barbecue, and and there's a ton of them. But uh, we really had wanted to to get you on the Story Q podcast for a long time, and now we finally have. So let me just. I know you're a busy guy as president of the NBBQA. You're probably not sitting around twiddling your thumbs. So let me jump right into this. And uh, not take up as uh, too much of your time. So, speaking of jumping right into this, and you being president of the NBBQA, what exactly goes on in a typical day for you? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> and uh, first of all, I just want to say how much how thankful we are for you that you have Story Q and that you're helping to spread the barbecue word around. Uh, just a, a quick correction: I'm actually the CEO of NBBQA. The president is Linda Orson of the famous. Shed Barbecue Blues Joint down in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. You're right. I should have known that. No, nope. and now I do. <laughs> Apologize to apologies to you, Linda. <laughs> I'm sure she'll she'll have a, she'll have a good laugh over that. So, what goes on in your typical day as the CEO? Well, I think that the biggest thing, you know, barbecue. You know, our 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 slogan is "I am barbecue." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we 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 reach everyone who's in some realm of barbecue or another uh, at all ends of the spectrum. So ultimately, barbecue since its origins in our country has been about one thing. It's about people. And, you know, in terms of my daily basis, uh, people are at the center of everything that I do and taking care of our members, uh, helping them, helping them connect to others, 
uh, developing content for each of our membership categories, talking to all of our supplier partners, uh, planning conversations, working with the board of directors, shaping the future of the association, which in its own way is helping to shape the future of barbecue. Uh, I, I love serving people. Uh, I do have a barbecue background. My dad was a barbecue restaurateur. He cooked his entire life. I, I cook as well in my backyard. And, uh, you know, we have a passion for serving people. And uh, that's a lot of what I spend my day doing and making sure that this association is moving forward, uh, growing and promoting barbecue in America, and uh, working closely with folks uh, all around the world as well. Uh, it's amazing to see what's happening in other countries in terms of the, uh, the, the proliferation and, and uh, uh, the growth of interest in American-style barbecue. I know you may not have these figures right at your fingertips, but any idea how many people are members of the NBBQA? Absolutely. We, have, we are a 501c6 uh, not-for-profit business trade organization. Uh, so the, most of our members are business members. Mm -hmm. uh, so they represent a business as opposed to just an individual. But currently we have just around 1,000 uh, members in the National Barbecue Association. Have you seen the culture of barbecue change over the last 10 years? And if you have, tell me how. Well, it's really cool. I think the culture has continued to evolve and grow uh, and, and, and reach into new places. I think we see a lot of the traditional methods and styles that are really expanding all over the country. And we're starting to see new generations of pitmasters that are coming in and, and picking up the traditions and, and in some ways, uh, you know, sort of playing with playing around with them a little bit, you know, our country, from a culinary standpoint, I think is more sophisticated than we've ever been, uh, and I think the rise of barbecue media, you know, podcasting shows like this, is educating folks and, and getting them to venture out and experience new things. And I think that's extremely exciting for barbecue. Uh, you know, people always talk about the trend. Barbecue has been on fire for the last few years. Uh, pun fully intended. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Absolutely. Uh, and the reality is what I think is so exciting about it, you know, having grown up in a barbecue area, uh, you know, I'm from Kentucky originally, and uh, actually Kentucky does factor very prominently into the history of barbecue uh, for our traditions and styles and, uh, you know, mutton and burgoo is, is kind of the Kentucky traditions. But now seeing uh, the translation of the regions in every area of the country you can imagine and people tasting real deal barbecue for the first time. And it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a beautiful thing because it's once you've, once you've taken that first bite, there's no turning back, which you know, is intensifying the expectations, I think, of our uh, you know, American barbecue consumer public. Uh, which you know is, is creating opportunities for new business enterprises and restaurants all over the place in areas that may not have ever had a barbecue restaurant. And I think even more so really I think up in the game for a lot of folks that have been around barbecue for a while in terms of what we expect. I mean when I was growing up, honestly, it was predominantly uh, pulled pork. You know, my dad had a Georgia style, uh, mustard sauce that 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 was his sort of uh, sauce, which there's a great story behind that. But maybe we can get that in a little bit. But uh, that's pretty much what we ate. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you went to Texas, you, you ate sliced brisket. If you went to Kansas City, you ate burn it. You ate burn ends. But being here in the Midwest uh, with with a Southern origin, it's 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 so amazing to see restaurants that are embracing and in many in many ways just really nailing 
all of the regional styles under one roof and giving people an opportunity to truly experience uh, barbecue. It seems to me that barbecue restaurants are just popping up all over the place. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Not not only in this country, uh, you know, in areas outside the South, which is typically dominant, um, you know, up in the Pacific Northwest, up in the Northeast, you know, New York City has some, you know, Fet Sow and some of the other places, some incredible barbecue traditions. But I think the most exciting thing that just sends chills down my spine uh, is, is when I'm talking to expats that are living in France that have barbecue restaurants uh, wow. in Paris. And, and, and there is a huge barbecue trend in Paris right now. Uh, and I think that we, we can definitely say we've arrived uh, when Paris has embraced uh, an appreciation for American-style barbecue. Uh, you know, I was just in Australia last March and kept seeing pulled pork sandwiches popping up here and ribs there. And, you know, from a uh, culture standpoint, it's really starting to take hold. Uh, is There's organizations that are modeling American-style barbecue competitions. Uh, everyone's very interested and eager. I actually have some folks I keep in touch with since I was there uh, that, that are, you know, in the burger and grilling area that are moving into barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think more recently, you'll have to take a look, but uh, we just posted it up today on the MBBQA Facebook page. But someone had shot this video uh, about uh, Korean girls trying American-style barbecue for the first time. And uh, they sat them down, and believe it or not, in, Korea, in South Korea – uh, barbecue restaurants are becoming po- American style barbecue restaurants are becoming very popular. You know they're adapting it a little bit to to their palate, which is which is fine. Uh, but to actually watch uh, these folks try and barbecue for the first time, to see their reactions, the genuineness, the authenticity uh, of what they liked, and uh, they were very excited at certain points in the video. I won't give it away. I think everyone's to watch it. You can find it on our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash MBBQA. But it's just so exciting, uh, and and a lot of people talk about well, when's the trend going to die down? You know, when are we going to hit our wall? Well, the reality, like so many things in life, barbecue is so delicious that once you've had it, you can't not have it. You can't live without it, and uh, I think that's what we're seeing. That's really driving more and more uh, uh, restaurants opening. I think the proliferation of interest in all regional styles, and not just sticking to you know being in North Carolina and just eating uh, chopped whole hog. Um, yeah. You know, embracing all the different sides. I, I'll be honest; I didn't have my first beef brisket until I moved to Chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> years ago, and that's just because you couldn't find it in Kentucky. Now you can; you can find it all over the place. And uh, I think this is what's propelling the trend that is is going to keep us continuing to grow and expand. I mean, we are barbecue people for barbecue people at MBBQA, and um, you know, the cat's out of the bag, and and I don't think we're turning back. Speaking of the barbecue business, what do you think is the best thing about it right now? Is it the explosive growth, the opportunity for the future, or is it both of all of those things? I would say three things. One is commitment. Um, You know, being here in the Midwest, we're based just outside of Chicago, uh, but seeing and meeting and getting to know and develop friendships with so many first-generation barbecue restaurateurs, uh, you know, they didn't just open up a space and, and try to put their spin on barbecue. Everyone that I know that has sort of the first generation open a barbecue restaurant, they travel widely uh, before they open their doors. You know, they went through all of the regions. They ate their way around the regions. They talked to the owners. And, you know, the barbecue community is such a giving, sharing community uh, that if you're interested in it and you go out there, 
just ask to talk to the owner and they will probably give you all all their secrets and more so you can come back and replicate that. So I think the commitment uh, to having real deal styles and methods and then you know putting your own profile blend on it uh, is one of the best things happening. We have so many great legends out there right now. I mean, barbecue and food media has been really uh, generous to barbecue. When you see the shows that are out there, you see the rise of the barbecue celebrities, you know, the Chris Lillies, the Tuffy Stones, the Myron Mixons, the Brad Orsons, Brooke Orsons of the world, and they're all very uh, strong supporters of the National Barbecue Association and are going to be featured down at our conference uh, in Jacksonville in, in March. Uh, but they're also seeing the new generation that's arising and coming in, honoring traditions, maybe even improving things a little bit. You know, the folks like Aaron Franklin, who's just killing it down in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with his James Beard Awards and, and all of that and people lining up for hours on end going into a barbecue restaurant. It's it's just really is such a beautiful thing. And I think the reason barbecue is different than any other style of food is if you look at, you know, the type of uh, wood that you're cooking, smoking with, you look at the, you know, almost infinite combinations of spice rubs and blends and the almost infinite combination of sauces that are ultimately used. Hopefully if your barbecue is right, you're not using too much sauce. Uh, but the reality is, is that the variations leads us to almost have a different experience with every restaurant that we go to yeah. and the way that they approach things. Uh, and I think that that's why you see so many people going on barbecue tours uh, throughout the regions and around. Uh, so, you know, to me, those, th- those are really the, uh, the exciting things happening in the business right now. Well, it was interesting that you kind of snuck the word conference in there. <laughs> I'm living and breathing it right now. See, let, let me think. Is there one coming up in, uh, in March in Jacksonville, Florida? I do believe that there is. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, I just got off a call with uh, the folks at the River Landing down in Jacksonville where we're going to have our big barbecue bash on, on Saturday, March 12th. It's kind of our public day uh, where we're going to have 10 celebrity dream teams cooking. Uh, you know, if you watch a lot of food TV and, and see folks like Chris Lilly and, and Myron and uh, the Orsons and Dr. Barbecue and others, this is a chance people are going to be able to come and actually taste, not only taste their talents, uh, but actually vote on who does the best job. Uh, we do a People's Choice Awards for that. And there's actually a gumbo festival going on uh, simultaneously that day. So we were on the phone uh, sort of ironing out how we might be able to offer the experience to to uh, uh, everyone that's coming down. But yes, on January 9th through the 12th, we have our 2016 annual conference. Uh, I Am Barbecue is our theme. Um, you know, every the MBBQA is a big family. And, and if you identify yourself as being part of barbecue, then you're part of MBBQA. Um, we're going to have incredible program lined up down there. This is actually MBBQA's 25th anniversary. Uh, we were founded back in the early 90s in uh, North Carolina. That's where we're incorporated. Uh, and we've, we've branched out from that. But we're going to have incredible power sessions, uh, which are basically extended hands-on interactive sessions. It's not just a matter of sitting and listening to a program. You're really going to be able to have conversations, ask questions, learn from the legends, learn from your peers, uh, you know, get those ideas and those answers and solutions and problems that you solve that you're going to be able to come back. And no matter where you're at on your barbecue journey, you'll be ready to take the next step. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the conference is that we have everyone from backyarders that are aspiring. Uh, you know, we see the backyard as an incubator because so many great barbecue businesses begin in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce, uh, Dave Raymond, who is the founder of Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce, is our president-elect. And, uh, you know, his whole sauce business began when he finally bought a house and bought a grill and uh, became the master of the grill backyard entertaining for friends and family. Um, so we, you know, our grilling folks uh, and our backyard folks are a big important part of what we're doing. We want to help them take their next step, whether it's towards competition, whether it's towards catering, whether it's towards a business, whether it's starting their own retail product, whether that's a piece of equipment, an accessory, rub sauces, the whole nine yards, all the way up to those that are, are really the experts and the masters in the trade. And uh, give it, you know, all of them like to give back and help the next generation. And uh, we're also going to be having uh, these tent revival gatherings each night where we're going to have fire pits. We're going to spend a lot of time outdoors at this conference. It's, it's hard to keep barbecue people indoors, and we know that. Yeah. Um, so we've got that going on. We're going to have a celebrity steak cook-off on Friday night, which is a fun, fun event. Um, you know, Obviously, cooking steaks doesn't take as long as smoking a brisket. Um, so that's become a very popular uh, event for us. We uh, partner with the Steak Cookers Association. Uh, that's out there. And, uh, you know, just overall, I, I talk to folks every single day. I mean, if, if you call MBBQA, chances are you're going to talk to me. Uh, I love to have that connection to our membership. Uh, you know, none of this goes to my head because all I want to do is help make people better barbecue people and to connect them to the right people that's going to help them achieve their dreams and goals in barbecue uh, at the end of the day. Um, and just, you know, the notion of being there, the most powerful experience you're going to get is connecting with others in that peer-to-peer learning that takes mm-hmm. place, that informal learning. And not only are you going to learn and get answers to your questions and, and hopefully keep yourself from, you know, not making the same mistakes others who have come before you have made, but you're going to make connections that when you come home, you're, you're part of the family, you know, when you join us. Yeah, and yeah. you're going to make connections that when you come back home, you're going to have a whole group of experts and people that you'd be amazed that would even give you the time of day that you're going to have, uh, you know, not to sound old fashioned, but on your Rolodex that are just going to be a phone call away. And I, you know, I talk to people every day who are starting new restaurants, who are starting, uh, you know, new uh, companies. You know, I talk to Canada. I mean, barbecue has just exploded in Canada. A lot of new restaurants. I was talking to a restaurateur who was getting ready to open his first restaurant in Toronto. And he was wondering whether he should come to the conference or not. And the bottom line is you have probably 150 questions that you're not quite sure what the answers are to right now. Sure. And, you know, we've got some of the most <clears throat> successful barbecue restaurant tours that will be there in Jacksonville, whether you're trying to start a multi-store uh, barbecue enterprise or whether you're just like so many, you know, a mom and pop that are, that are starting the same traditions that some of the legendary barbecue families across the country did de- decades and generations ago. Uh, which is a really beautiful part of the, the heritage and legacy of, of what this business is all about. One of the things I really like that you mentioned is the fact that you can get up close and personal with a lot of people who are very, very well known in the barbecue business. And I was at the uh, one of the NBBQA conferences, I think it might have been 2008 in Austin. And I happened to bump into Mike Mills, who is just an absolute great guy. Absolutely. And we had, you know, some, some conversations, and um, he said, well, you know, here's my phone number. If you ever have a question, give me a call. And at the time, I was thinking of buying uh, a, a big smoker and trying to get into at least a catering business or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, one day, I actually happened to be, I was down in Ensenada, Mexico, on a little vacation with my wife. And I had made a call earlier that day to the 17th Street 
Grill in Murfreesboro, Illinois, which is Mike's, you know, yep. number one place. And I said, uh, hi, Mike Mills there. Uh, he's, he's busy right now, but can I take a message? And I figured, okay, that's the standard blow off. Yep. You know, so yeah, it's Frank Erickson. We met at the NBBQA and da, da, da. I give him my phone number. Half hour later, I'm driving around the phone rings and I pick it up and goes, hey, Frank, it's Mike Mills. Yep. Well, I mean, I just about, I had to drive off the road to stop anyhow to, to you know, to take the call. But I almost drove off the road going, really? Come on. <laughs> Who is this? And it was Mike. And he said, yeah, and I, I got your message and wanted to call you back. What can I do for you? Now, we had met briefly. I doubt if he ever re- even remembered me. But whether he did or not, he got a message from somebody. He called right back. And that's how those people are. And, uh, and you know, we're all the same people. And that, that is you know, the and that's the thing about barbecue. We're all the same people. And it doesn't matter whether you're cooking in your backyard or you've got 10 restaurants or you're on barbecue pitmasters. We're all just people who enjoy, I think, one of the greatest cuisines on the entire planet. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, you know, the beautiful thing about it, you know, it, it, you can't rush that flavor. Yeah. It's skill. It takes artistry. It takes talent and craft in order to get that done. And if you look back through barbecue history, I love there's Robert Moss, who is the Southern Living barbecue editor, who's going to be speaking at our conference. I picked up his book on my vacation last year, uh, and I recommend it to everybody because it's the most comprehensive history of barbecue in America that's ever been published. He spent like 10 years researching this book. It's called Barbecue, the History of an American Institution. And as we celebrate our 25th anniversary, he's going to be there to talk about the beginnings of barbecue. But if, you know, the, the, the actual business of barbecue didn't really start up until uh, the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. But as early as, you know, in, back in the 1700s, you had this evolution of barbecues uh, that took place and they were community-wide barbecues. And everyone, you know, the farmers donated pigs and cows and, you know, they would do these big events and serve thousands of people at times and the, you know the early barbecue stars and legends were these pitmasters who had perfected barbecue yeah. and and the way that the, the craft evolved is through apprenticeships that these pitmasters got to a certain level of of uh, uh, popular uh, fame and they would teach others how to do it so it would continue to evolve and that generation would teach the next generation and because of because of that generosity um, that's why we enjoy the barbecue that we do today. You know, few people take their secrets to the grave with them. And, and I think that that's why we have such an open community uh, in terms of barbecue. I'll, I'll tell you a good story. I'm not going to name any names. because that Come might, on. You know, Come if, on. If did, everyone would know who they are. But uh, okay. I was talking to an individual um, up in Maine, uh, of, of all places, who uh, had gotten into the barbecue sauce business and came to one of the MBBQA annual conferences and met somebody who everyone would know if I said their name. Um, but he just simply wanted to ask questions about his sauce and, and to give him some tips. And this individual, who everyone would know, um, actually gave him the recipe for his sauce. He said, good luck with it. And he took that sauce and, of course, made some minor modifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's the kind of generosity. I mean, and I think as you get older in age, you know, I, I'm not knocking on heaven's door, but I'm certainly older than I was last year, uh, <laughs> is that you want to start to think about your legacy and what you're leaving behind and what you don't want to take with you, which means, uh, you know, you want other people 
to, 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 to know what you did, how you did it. And, uh, you know, it's just such a, a beautiful thing. And, and I feel so blessed, uh, to be serving in this role I, 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 that, you know, it just, I, I, I know these people, I grew up with these people. My father was one of these people. And, uh, you know, the story of, of his barbecue business is, is, is a great one. And, you know, it's not too far off of, first of all, people being generous, mm-hmm. but even more so people taking care of people. I mean, you look at organizations like Operation Barbecue Relief. Sure. Uh, you know, barbecue people, they snap into action and they help people in need. Uh, and I think it's, you know, j- just another beautiful aspect of this community, um, which, which bleeds right into this industry. At, at every turn. I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think this is uh, the NBQA, NBBQA, aside from being a great organization, even if you're a backyard cook like I am, go to this conference. If you have any inkling of maybe doing something a couple of years down the road with your barbecue, or you just want to even make it better, or just be around other people that share that passion that you have for barbecue, this is... This is the holy grail of conferences for barbecue. And uh, what better city than Jacksonville in March, where it's still winter in most of the United States. And uh, I know the Jacksonville area. It's a gorgeous place, and it's a great pick for a conference. I'm looking forward to being there. uh, Yeah, you know, we think it's the the perfect environment because, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's kind of, you know, northern Florida. But, you know, you know as well as I do barbecue people, we don't like to be too cold. We don't like to be too hot. Uh, so I think the, the the March weather in Jacksonville is going to be ideal for everything that we're going to be doing outdoors and, and the cooking that's going to be taking place there. I have spent many a day in Florida in March in the Jacksonville, St. Augustine area, and I can tell everybody right now, it's very, very nice. It is. Very nice. It it's not 90 is. degrees. It might not even break 80, but you're going to see the 70s every day. So Absolutely. And, you know, we... Uh, w- w- there's such a strong, you know, one of the things that we're doing, just, just to let your listeners know, uh, we, we definitely em- fully embrace our enthusiast members, which are our backyarders, uh, you know, because we want to inspire and raise their game, whether they stay in the backyard for the rest of their life or where they, whether they go on to do other things, whether it's a part-time catering business or going, you know, full bore right into uh, the restaurant ca- catering business, things like that. Uh, but Moving forward, this is a very exciting and, and, and defining time for the National Barbecue Association. Uh, the first part of the year, uh, the organization took its destiny into its own hands. Um, we, we used to be run by management companies, mm-hmm. and the, the board decided under its leadership and vision that it's time for MBBQA to once again be run by barbecue people for barbecue people, which is how I came into the equation because – uh, you know, I've been working in and around barbecue uh, for years now, and um, when the opportunity arose, you know, I, I almost without hesitation jumped in to see how I could help out. Sure. Uh, and 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 getting them to this point, you know, I spent the first three months helping them out, you know, devoting everything that I could to making sure that the organization continued to stay intact and continued to operate. And now, since then. Uh, you know, the board has come together. We've had strategic planning sessions. Uh, we're looking at the future of the organization, and the future is extremely bright. I mean, no matter what area of barbecue you're in, 
we are going to be creating communities and opportunities to be specifically relevant to you. Uh, you know, for example, we're starting up a barbecue media group, Frank, which you're going to be involved in. Uh, Love to. So that everyone who is in the sort of the digital, social, and traditional media world in and around barbecue will have a community that you all can come together and, and to share ideas and approaches and learn from each other uh, and to continue to develop barbecue media in America and around the world. Uh, we're going to have a, a barbecue events and festivals uh, group. You know, all of these festivals that take place around the country, you know, nonprofit uh, civic organizations that are having barbecue cook-offs and rib fests and things like that. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a group for those folks um, so that they can continue to improve their events, to come together, to share their learnings, to share their expertise. Uh, and there's about 16 total groups across the barbecue spectrum that we've identified. Um, and it may be a few lesser than that in getting started. Uh, but you know, now is the time to jump on board MBBQA because we really are the only association that's out there that focuses specifically on the business of barbecue and the growth and expansion of barbecue as a business uh, and as a, a career pursuit. Uh, and I like to say vocation. You know, barbecue is one of those things. It doesn't feel like a business. It's just it's a vocation. It's what we were put on this earth to do. And uh, there's other terrific organizations out there, KCBS, Memphis Barbecue Network. Um, and, and they really are our siblings. Uh, we, we're, all, we're all related. Mm -hmm. They're doing great work in the, in, the barbecue, uh, in the barbecue competition world, which in its own right is spreading uh, barbecue around America. And, and, and uh, we have good, strong ties with those folks and uh, you know, are continuing to talk and see how we can work more together uh, to continue to grow and expand barbecue in America and around the world. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the NBBQA is a is a great organization. I am happy to have been a member for the past oh six, seven, eight years. I mean, as soon as I got into barbecue, I decided, you know, if you're going to be in it, be part of it. And uh, you know, I've been a member of KCBS and the NBBQA, and looking forward to going to the conference. Speaking of which, yes, now we've got now that we've got everybody going to their calendars and marking off March 9th through the 12th, let's tell them how they can sign up and where they can do that. Absolutely. The easiest way uh, to, to sign up, but also to learn everything that's going on, is to come to nbbqa.org, which is our website. And if you click on our conference promo image, it'll take you right to our conference web pages, which includes our agenda. Uh, it includes uh, the Awards of Excellence, which i got to mention that. That's another big part of our conference. Yeah. If, if you have a commercial sauce, rub, other product, we actually have a competition for those folks. Uh, the, the entry deadline is January 22nd. So if you're listening to this and it's after January 22nd, please enter next year. Uh, but basically, we, we have these competitions and a huge awards ceremony down at the conference for those that win. Uh, we also transfer those into our People's Choice voting for the Barbecue Bash on Saturday uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, but yeah, go to mbbqa.org. Um, and there is an online registration form that takes you through everything that you need to do. Uh, it's a one-stop shop for everything you got to do. We have discount hotel reservations at the Hyatt, which is where the Hyatt Regency, which is where the meeting is taking place. We definitely encourage everyone to take advantage of those discounted rates, uh, but also to be there because it's in the center of the action. Uh, you know, sometimes people will go to a hotel that's a couple of miles down the road, you know, maybe to save ten or fifteen dollars. But the reality is. 
is you really want to be in the center of the action, especially with our, our evening 10 events that we're going to be having. It's just a block away from the river landing right there on the river in Jacksonville, which is where the barbecue bash is going to be taking place. Uh, you know, I guarantee uh, if you if, if you haven't been in a while, I've never been, this is the year uh, to make this conference uh, because there's a lot of efforts been put into it and, and you're going to be side by side with people you're used to seeing on TV, all the legends and barbecue and, and those that are you know, extremely successful in, in the business itself uh, and in figuring out how, you know, how does Sunday's barbecue become the chain that it is mm-hmm. and to be able to replicate the consistency of barbecue, uh, you know, enough to continue to grow and expand. So I think it's, it's a really great, great time to do that. I'd like to suggest one thing to add to uh, to the agenda of events that people can go to and, and let's say uh, things they can learn and maybe we can't add it this year but I think I would love to see I don't know if the class or a little seminar or part of the conference being devoted to what guys can say to their wives when they get back from this in order to upgrade to a bigger and bigger smoker every year. <laughs> Because <laughs> what what that's, I it hasn't been working for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, you want to do what? <laughs> so, sometimes you just need to ask forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. All right. Final I, question. I, I, find I, jewel, I find jewelry helps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right on with that one. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, people are constantly upgrading. You know, I certainly have a few more than one grill uh, mm-hmm. and smoker on my back uh, porch area. But, uh, you know, my wife always jokes that, well, if one comes in, one's got to go out. And uh, <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of approaches to that. But why, I, I think that uh, – Why doesn't you know, that work with her shoes? <laughs> What's that that works with her shoes? Why doesn't that same argument work with her shoes? Oh. When yeah. one pair come in, a pair's got to go out, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well that's the, another secret. In my wife would be podcast. the first to say, "Well, shoes don't take up that much space." You <laughs> well, should see our closet. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, listen, I really appreciate your time, Stuart. I know you're a busy guy. Last question. Sure. Is it barbecue with a CQE at the end, or is it barbecue with a QUE at the end? The age-old question. The age-old question, and it's it's funny because. Uh, I find myself on a daily basis. Am I saying BBQ? Am I typing BBQ and I'm typing uh, barbecue with a C? Uh, you know, you need not look any further than Robert Moss's book, um, uh, The History of Barbecue in America. Mm-hmm. And the actual original name, based upon his research, comes from the, the Taino Indians down in the Caribbean. And their spelling uh, that came from there was the B A R B E C U E, and basically it was a word that was used. Uh, it had duality to it. One was it referred to the uh, green sticks that they would use uh, both as a sleeping platform and also to smoke and dry their meats. And uh, that is the earliest reference to barbecue that he found. Now, granted, there's a lot of colorful stories and legends on who is responsible for making it BBQ or barbecue with the Q. Uh, and actually, if you read his book, a lot of them are, uh, are included in there. And, um, but, but the first reference to barbecue, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the book right now. It was 1661. Uh, Edmund Hickengill wrote a travel narrative called Jamaica viewed, 
And that's the first time, the earliest time we found the word that popped up. So it's CQE, not QE. I keep saying CQE. <laughs> I've said that before. CUE. CUE was, was the original. And, uh, you know, with the National Barbecue Association, we do use the CUE uh, and the BBQ. Sure. Um, but, you know, what, whatever your preference is, because what you're saying represents something that's all near and dear to our hearts. So, You know, and if you can cook good ribs, you can spell it any way you want. You better believe that. <laughs> G-O-O-D. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right, my friend. Hey, thanks again, Stuart. I look forward to seeing you uh, in, uh, what, about about six, seven weeks down there in Jacksonville. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I better get back to work. <laughs> StoryQ. I know Laverne Gingrich, the president and publisher of StoryQ magazine. Uh, I'm pretty sure he goes to these every year, and we've kind of talked yes. about this, so he'll be down there. I'm planning on being down there. We may even uh, do a special StoryQ podcast every day of the conference, find a I little would- uh, – Place we'd, to love, set we'd up. love to help you with that. We're actually, I'm amazed. We've got a ton of media interests that we're working with. So uh, contact me offline. I'll make sure we get you set up and uh, we can work with you and, and whoever you need to connect with. But I want to thank you, Frank, and StoryQ Magazine um, for the work that you all are doing uh, for this podcast. I've been listening to some back episodes and uh, really want to commend you that you do such a great job with this. And I think bringing folks, uh, like myself and others, you know, to talk about, you know, we live and breathe barbecue on a daily basis and to share with your listeners what we've learned and what we see and view. Uh, it just keeps the fires burning uh, for this barbecue trend that's out there. And, and I guess if we've lasted for, uh, you know, over 200 years, I don't think we're going away anytime soon here, here in America. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And on behalf of the MBBQA, um, we just want to thank you for your efforts and I uh, appreciate the time and opportunity. Well, the pleasure is all ours, and, and thank you for the compliments on the podcast. I must kick those compliments up to Laverne. Please Gingrich. do. He was, he was the guy. He's the, he's the brains behind everything. It was his idea to put uh, together a, a digital-only magazine. It was his uh, insistence on quality in the writing and in the photographs, and it's really just turned out to be a, a, a great thing for barbecue people, and the subscription list is growing like mad now. I'll tell everybody how to subscribe in just a couple of minutes. But thanks again, Stuart. My pleasure, Frank. Well, I am getting excited about the National Conference coming up in March. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. You know the weather's going to be great. And all of us here at StoryQ hope to see all of you there. Again, to register, go to nbbqa.org and click on the I Am Barbecue logo. Sign up and we'll see you there. Last thing, are you a StoryQ subscriber? No? Well, we can change that right now. Just go to StoryQ.com, that's S-T-O-R-Y-Q-U-E.com, and click on the registration button, and then you'll get StoryQ magazine delivered to your inbox each and every month. StoryQ is filled with wonderful articles and stories, all written by barbecue lovers just like you and me, and the pictures are museum quality. So don't read it while you're hungry. Well, that's about it for this edition of the StoryQ podcast, which is published on the first and third Friday of each month for your culinary enjoyment. If you like our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and feel free to send us suggestions on guests you'd like to hear from on the next program. Until then, my thanks to StoryQ's president and publisher, Laverne Gingrich, for allowing me to be a small part of this ever-growing barbecue family. Until next time, I'm Frank Erickson reminding you that barbecue, good friends, and a loving family are all you need for a wonderful life. May God abundantly bless you and yours and all you do for others. We'll see you soon.